0: Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always is my good friend Sarah. How are you this week, Sarah?
1: I am good. How are you? It's an interesting time of the racing because we've got that pre-Olympic thing and next week we're going to do a proper pre-Olympic show and have talk about the courses and talk about the racing and get excited about it well I will and Dan will go Olympics
0: yeah right. I'll go IOC's even more corrupt than the UCI uh, uh, drink and you know it'll be fun
1: <laughs> um, we still don't know whether Olga Sky is going to the Olympics so that's going to be interesting mm. I, I've got to say I haven't been able to get my head around what's going on with the uh our Russian allow- athletes allowed to race or not race i think no the um i think i think individual federation individual sports federations say whether russia gets to race in their races but anyone with a doping ban can't go i think who's had a doping ban in the past obviously anyone with a current doping ban can't go but yeah we might not see olga Zabelinskaya in the olympic games um yeah
0: if if that's the way it plays out will be quite interesting um but as as we've said all year long there's no shortage of interesting uh elements of nuance to to the way the olympics uh may may unfold and also as we pointed out previously you know it's not all just the road race there's there's a shit ton of cool cycling stuff going on at the olympics so
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I can't wait for the track. I can't wait for the mountain bike. I think Mariana Pajon is going to win the, um, the BMX. Sorry, Dan.
0: Um, ah, you are <laughs> not sorry. I, that could, that could not be a less sincere sorry.
1: Oh, uh, I also like Caroline Buchanan. <laughs> I
0: think it's going to be Listen to that. Like, you're not even, pro- oh, wow. No, okay. That's fine. I have no problem with you. You know, not not uh, not thinking Kara is going to win. That's that's totally fine. It's the it's the it's the sheer unbridled insincerity with which you declare your sorrow.
1: I really like her. I think she's fantastic. And anyway. I have, and
0: that's not a problem at all. But you know, but please, please, no need to speak out the corner of your mouth. Like just just speak plainly. None of this, none of this pretending stuff.
1: Okay. Well, we've had lots of cycling we missed last week because I was migrainous and yes. Hmm. and Not my we... fault.
0: Not my fault. I hasten, to, I hasten to add I did not give Sarah a migraine. Thank you very much. Um, well, that time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we, so we're going to kind of have a quick dash through all the racing there was last week. And then, of course, this weekend was La Course by La Tour de France, which um, Dan has feels about. And on Feel Saturday...
0: even. I... And
1: on Saturday and on Saturday, it's the next round of the. It's interesting because we because I think that the women's world tour has been has kind of it, it comes in blocks, yeah, blocks of blocks of racing. And we started out with the block that was the spring classics. Oh, should we just pause and remember the spring it's classics? Just
0: like I, I feel like you have to have a moment of I don't know, like do you blow like a, a dandelion into the wind or something in honor of the spring Classics? something like that, you know, like just wow. So good. So, so classic and so
1: so good so and
0: cobbly, windy horrific good. <laughs>
1: Horrific, good, and then we kind of went to I guess what we could call the stage race, the stage race portion of the Spring Classics. I mean, of course, and the international portion because we had the Tour of Chongming Islands, um, sprinty race won by Chloe Hosking. Then we had the um the Philadelphia Classic. No, sorry, we had the Amgen Tour of California stage race won by Megan Guarnier. Philadelphia Classic in America also won by Mer- Megan Guarnier. Uh, the Aviva Women's Tour and uh, won by The Armistead and the Giro Rosa, won by Megan Guarnier, (laughs) and so far bowls. So at this point, this is where we are with the women's world tour. Then we have the two. Basically, I guess what I'm going to say is crit. (laughs) the <laughs> two crit-esque races, uh, the La Course by La Tour de France, which was just under 80 kilometres long, or was it 90, 80 kilometres long? 86, and then,
0: I think it was, yeah.
1: And then this weekend, we've got the Prudential Ride London at Classique, uh, which is, you did the maths earlier for me, 90k, right? Yep, yep. 12 laps. of, And both of these races are very similar, um, but they're very different. They're both, so the similarities are, they're both attached to a men's race, um, and they're both in the tourist heartland of their cities, really. Uh, obviously, the the the, the 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 course by La Tour de France is a, uh, I think it's seven kilometers, 7.8 kilometers uh, course up and down the Champs Elysees. Uh, oh, so beautiful, Dan. Up the cobbled Champs Elysees with a kind of uphill climb around the Arc de Triomphe, down the Champs Elysees, around the Seine swooping around the Place de la Concorde onto the, actually, yeah, swoops around the Place de la Concorde onto the Seine, around the Jardin de Tuileries, in that, down that little, um, take the sharp, sharp left, down and up the underpass, underneath the Jardin de Tuileries, up the Rue de la Rivoli, swooping around the Place de la Concorde again and up onto the Champs Elysees Cobbles again. And yeah. it's just it's, stunningly beautiful.
0: It's, it's like, it's a wide road crit.
1: And then the classic, the Ride London Classique on Saturday, it starts at St. James's Park in, in, uh, on, the, on the mall. I got told off by Dan for my pronunciation not, of the mall earlier.
0: No, um, I asked a question. I asked a question because I always, uh, as a kid, said Paul Mall. And then as an adult, found out that allegedly it's Pall Mall. And then, so I was like, is it the mall or not? And then I was like, quite snoozily told, I'm from London. I'm a Londoner in it. Therefore, what I say is true, which seemed like a large statement to make about everything ever, uh, but in keeping, in keeping with your general tone, Connolly.
1: So the Prudential Ride London GP. So it's similar in that it kind of goes down the Mall, uh, past Buckingham Palace, Green Park, um, back to, past the Buckingham Palace, Birdcage Walk, um, down to the Houses of Parliament and Big Ben, along Parliament Street, Whitehall, Trafalgar Square, up the Strand, past um, Charing Cross Station, back onto Trafalgar Square. Back onto the mall, um, five point five k circuit. Now, uh, uh,
0: really, important, times. really important question: Is there a two hundred quid prime every time they pass go?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is classic Monopoly. Um, this is classic Monopoly land. Uh, uh, yes, you might have heard of some of these places. <laughs> 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 so, um, so why they're similar? They're very similar because they're hugely iconic places and and you know a race that runs past I'm, I'm not a royalist at all and Buckingham Palace isn't the prettiest palace you've seen but it's still you know very recognisable and obviously that 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 line from the Houses of Parliament on one side to Trafalgar Square at the other is fantastic and these are you know this is very iconic London so they're both very touristically beautiful um, gorgeous beautiful places however the courses are a little bit Unchallenging,
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's fair to say.
1: And 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 it's difficult for me because I've been to I'm, I'm I've got to admit I'm doing the TV comms for the international Eurosport feed for the Classic. Yep. Yeah, so Woo-hoo. I have. So thank you. I have got uh, um, feelings about you know I've, I've 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 and I've and I've been I did that last year and in the first year it was on I went and I interviewed Rochelle Gilmore yep. um, for a mag- for a magazine on on the day and. It's one of those things where the first time I went, I was growling and growling, this is a shit race, this is a shit race, it's just a glorified crit, it's a shit race. And you get there, and it's the most fantastic atmosphere.
0: <laughs> like,
1: before the race starts, they, they just pile anyone, like have their free ride, so anyone, so, so anyone can ride the course, and it's yep. kids and it's people, and it's lovely. It has a really good, it has the dude who does all the um, tour series, uh, live presentation, presenting, he's very good at getting people...
0: Involved, bouncing
1: but, and happy yeah. and cheering and it's always been a gorgeously sunny day and it's and, and you see these really amazing parts of london uh you know roped off and taken over by bicycles and of course it's where the olympic games finished yeah and you're like shit this is really great and i think that this is exactly what la course is like like i i am frustrated by la course in what it means mm. i love la course in what it stands for and being on TV and being like, you know, a lot of people's only, uh,
0: yeah, exposure to exposure
1: to women's racing. Yeah, and I love how they race it, but at the same time, it
0: frustrates me. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly the same. I mean, I made a whole bunch of jokes about it on Twitter on on Sunday night because I was all, you know, expressing my dissatisfaction that here we are in the third edition of La Course, and you know, while the first year it all came together very quickly under. Um, you know, pressure from the public and and several prominent writers. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and and so I can I can forgive a lot in that first year because it did literally sort of come together in about three months, you know. But but at the time it was yeah, well, this is all we can do in the first, you know, because we've only had three months. We'll do we'll do better. We'll grow bigger, and they have literally done sweet fuck all since. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. first effort, like the, the TV coverage, I'm sorry, but honestly has not significantly improved. The length of the race hasn't changed. There have been no addition of stages. There's, you know, there's there's nothing more than, than the same basic spectacle. But at the same time, as you say, there is actually still quite a bit of value in that spectacle. And on top of that, the last thing I would ever want to do is take away from... The way the riders race it, you know, and because this is a point that we often make is that you can look at course profiles day in and day out. You can look at the history of the way certain races have been raced and won over the years and riders will still find ways to surprise you. And, you know, that's the thing is that that heady mix of people who turned up to watch the final stage of the Tour de France anyway and then see La Course and riders are putting on an amazing race. Okay, there is real value to that, absolutely. But it is it's just conflicting and it's frustrating because, you know, as good as it is, there's still an opportunity for there to be so much more.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean if people don't know the background of La Course, it was um basically the the fact that the ASO, who's the biggest race organization organizer in the world, they run um the tour de france they run a whole load of other races um i want to say Paris tour Paris Roubaix, uh the uh, paris nice i think they run, they basically run um run if, if there's a if there's a kind of they, they run the big french the big 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 french races but they also run races around the world yep. uh flesh wallon um uh, uh they they run liège baston liège critem dauphiné uh Roubaix, Critillium International. Uh, they do the Tour of Qatar, Tour of Oman, Tour of Norway, and La Vuelta, Paris Tour, Tour de l'Avenir, and so there, and a couple of other races, Tour de Yorkshire. Um, they are interesting because they don't run women's races in France. So a lot of those races are in France. The women's races that they run are the Ladies Tour of Qatar, um, the Fleche Wallonne Femme and this year the Ladies Tour of Yorkshire. Came under their banner, although I'm not entirely sure how linked in it is. And of course, there's been a lot of arguments about why the ASO don't run women's racing, and they also have been a lot of pressure for them to run a women's have a women's Tour de France. There and, used to be a women's Tour de France, and there isn't. Yeah, one.
0: yeah. And and the thing is also that even within that that mix of races, it's just so fucking weird. The various level at which they're run by the same organization. You know, the Ladies' Tour of Qatar is is quite famously one of the best races in terms of the way the riders are treated. You usually get pretty good coverage out of it. You know, like, it's it's certainly better than a lot. Um, you know, but then, by the same token, Fleshfulon can't even turn on their fucking fixed position cameras on the final climb. Like, it, it's, it just baffles me that the same organization can... Can can do these great things and terrible things with the same resources. Like it, well, I
1: guess the thing. I mean, I guess the thing is, it's not the same resource. I think Qatar, the state of Qatar, funds gives them. You know, funds basically the women's tour so everything that we have from the state of Qatar you know the the, the riders staying in the Hilton or some other you know gloriously five star accommodation um, the, the, the TV coverage is paid for I think by the state of Qatar and you know that's paid for as part of their they want the Olympics they need to prove you know one of the first things you say about Qatar is holy shit I don't really think that women are women are <laughs> women are respected as sports women in Qatar Um, that's after you go whoa, holy whoa. shit all the human rights abuses I you know and then and then, <laughs> yeah, and then what third the comes first- Things
0: I said was, are they even allowed with lycra? Like I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So I think, so I think it's partly, you know, but but and it's, and, you know, every year I have problems with a Ladies Tour of guitar because it's 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 the first stage, it's the first stage race of the year where you get all the big teams showing up. Right? It's not the first stage race of the year, but it's the one, it's the first big one. If that makes and, any sense. Sorry, and Australia.
0: It is, and it is a fun race. Like that's that's the thing, you know. Yeah, it's but it's in
1: the same, t- but at the same time, I'm gay. I can't really be supporting a racing guitar. <laughs> And, you know and i and you know human rights human rights you know anyway it's it's i i'm a massive hypocrite and should be ashamed well, of myself is we what all I'm are, saying, I mean. so yeah. yeah um so yeah so so the, the 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 um women so there's a big campaign set off kicked off by um uh in no particular order because it's who's got involved first is something that's told in different ways um but it's yeah, I, think, cath- I think it
0: literally depends on who tells the story
1: yeah, Catherine Bettine, Emma Pooley, uh, Marianne Voss, and triathlete Chrissy Wellington were the four riders who were Le Tour Entier, which was a uh, setup to kind of like try and get a women's Tour de France, and that and they had a big and, and it was a very good social media um, social media uh, campaign. engagement yeah. campaign um did really well and they got La Course and so La Course the first La Course is on the final day of the Tour de France and it's on the Champs-Élysées as we said and it's a kind of perfect uh you know it was perfect for the first year It's short under eight I mean I do not like race I think that races if you're going to have an 80k race you may as well just have a crit
0: right well you you know look uh, and and I think this is this the thing is, we all accepted it for the first year because we all understood in the practical world, like it's fucking hard setting up a new race in the first place. Like, like on a on a really short timeline, you know, I think we're all willing to give them, um, you know, a bit of leeway. My frustration comes in the subsequent years where it hasn't changed at all. And and as you say, like, like an eighty something k race that is a you know a circuit race is. You know, it, it's hard to let that be a real showcase of what women's racing is in almost any other circumstances, and particularly, you know, I, I get as you pointed out quite nicely, it's it's a beautiful layout of some of the most iconic cycling roads in. The world you know and and in one of the most notoriously beautiful cities in the world and it's you know partly the tourism and and the the dream of of that is is a big part of it but for mine it's 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 like well you know we've just got these massively wide roads and we're running laps and it's it's just pretty.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not adverse to crits. I I really enjoy a crit, and I think that's partly one of my one of my one of my against you know one of my things against these races that are under 90k, uh you know 90k and under. I would rather have a crit because crits are spectacular and fast and wonderful. And I guess you know we don't and and it's and it's and it's, but on the other hand, you know and and I wish you know I wish, for example, that rather than having 13 odd laps of. Of the of the course, they they started them somewhere outside Paris, and you know did a run into Paris exactly um, like the men do, and then have some laps. I mean, logistically it's difficult. Blah 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 blah. But you know, logistically it's difficult oh. to have Fleschuelon before you know at the same time. Yeah, and exactly. It's, and... it's
0: difficult, but it's not that difficult. It's sure as shit not impossible. Why? Like... Yeah.
1: But but can you imagine for all those riders who grew up watching the Tour de France? And watching the men race up and down the Champs-Élysées, being able to do that themselves.
0: Oh, yeah. And look, I get that. And that I'm, all is- for, I'm all for that being part of the finish. I have zero problem with, you know, I mean, what is it? The men do three laps or something. You know, like, like by all means, let the women do three laps. But like you say, give them a run in. Let them, let them cross some of the bridges. Let them ride past Notre Dame or some shit like that. Like, fucking, you know, turn it up a bit. Actually make it a spectacle. Like...
1: Yeah. Now it's interesting you use the word spectacle though, because on the other hand, 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 the way the women ride it, as we said, is spectacular. So in the yeah. first year, it was a bunch sprint and it was won by mariana Voss and it has some of my favourite on-bike cap footage, camera footage of all time, which is mariana Voss um moving through riding up the inner the side of the Peloton alongside the barriers. <laughs>
0: well i mean you say you say riding up i say fucking teleporting cuz she i swear to god i've watched that over and over and over again she went through a gap that wasn't there
1: i just yeah i mean voss is just voss isn't she she's amazing and then last year, and then everyone's like, oh, well, you know, bunch sprint, it's what it is. Yeah, it can only be a bunch of sprint, it can only be a bunch sprint, blah blah blah. Why bother? Let's just have a bunch of sprint. And last year, it was won by a solo attack, lunatic solo suicide attack. <laughs> Anna van der Breggen attacking in the wrong place as she is wont to do, and as sometimes happens, it worked. Yeah, it and it turned out to yeah. be
0: exactly the right place. So, you know,
1: exactly the right place. So, yeah, so that was that was fun. I mean, I can't complain about that and then so this year so you know that they're going to start racing and racing hard and it it was and this year was just the same It's, it's quite funny because you know you watch races on twitter and um my favourite this time was Catherine Marcel, uh, who's the who's a former multiple world cycling world champion, our record holder, Giro winner, um, and now the coach, head coach of the Danish national team, doing some really interesting work over there. Um, Catherine Marcel, basically, uh, we, we, we predicted what would happen at one point. But it was great. Um, you have to follow her. She's great. Um uh, yeah, so we're um, we're what you know you're watching it and like like despite myself I love this race when it started because it's all about the attacks and it's all about attacks from like you know when you're sitting there and you're looking at Lucinda Brand and Chantal Black out attacking you know out attacking mm. with with um with and I can't remember who the third person was in that particular attack the fourth person but it was just it was glorious you know you're looking at these attacks. And you're thinking they're doomed, but they're also not doomed, they're doomed and they're also not there for the purpose. You know, can can Boz Dolmans who've won nine out of eleven of the world Tour races win this one as well? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it was a great race to watch. Now Dan didn't watch it. I and that was quite and that was quite it, funny. Yeah. Dan didn't watch it because he was on principle. Um, so the race goes attack, attack, lots and lots and lots of attacks, lots of breaks. As you kind of kick into the last 20K, these attacks get more serious, you know, and more actually these could, not you know, they're not just about people chasing, about riders chasing, and they become more serious. Lots of crashes in the final lap. I mean, this is one of the things I don't like about La Course. It's a crash fest. And I was actually genuinely surprised that riders like Mariana Voss were still there in yeah. the start list. Yeah. Uh, the start list last week, even the week, even the week before, had riders like Lisa Brenauer and Lizzie Armstead who weren't in the race. Um, Orica Ais had um, what could generously be described as their B team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair description. I mean, you know, and like you know, we're literally planning to do our Olympic preview next week. Like, of course, there are a lot of people who the Olympics are the, is their year, and you know, yes, are not but risking things.
1: But it still had some amazing riders. and You're sitting there going, OK, well, Pauline Fran Prevot has crashed twice on the same corner in the last two iterations. What the hell is she doing here? Um, Ellen Van Dyke broke her collarbone last year in the, in, in the course. Uh, you know, Mariana, what are you doing? But they're still there. And they're obviously, well, of course, the ones who it really works for are riders who are going to go to the Olympics and the course is too hard for them. Yeah. So your sprinters, you look at like, and so that's one set of riders who are there. So you look, you know, Lotta Pisto, for example. Um, it's perfect. You know, it, it, it's there's no there's no lose in this situation. Then you've got the riders who aren't going to the Olympics, who've got a lot to prove. Um, so you have Corinne Rivera from the USA. You've got your Lucinda Brand, Chantal Black types. You know your Dutch. You know your Dutch and your Italians because their teams are just so so strong that they can't get there. Um, So it was really exciting. Lots of attacks, lots of attacks, lots of attacks. And then in the final couple of kilometres, as predicted by myself and Catherine Marcel, Ellen Van Dyke goes in one of her typically Ellen-esque monstrous attacks, you know, just comes out, Tony has like 10 seconds. And at this point, I'm screaming for her because even though Bowles winning is a little bit boring. <laughs>
0: yeah, but Ellen, Ellen Van Dyke winning, is winning, winning not boring. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. not boring. At- this is what happens. Every time I start one of these races, I'm going, oh, I hope Bowles don't win. And every time it gets to the end, I'm like, fuck, Bowles did so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so yeah. Ellen, so Ellen comes screaming out of that underpass first. Oh my God, is this a repeat of last year's?
0: And then what happens well, down? And, and of course, you can you can you know, Ellen does that classic thing of you know puts puts a bunch of power in and then just you know relies on supreme time trialing skills to try and hold it at bay. Um, and so it's a massive, massive race to the pointed end of the the race, and it is incredibly close to the end of the line, but doesn't quite hold up because behind her the peloton is thundering home
1: but there are also not there's not that many of them at this point because there have been so many crashes so you're sitting there oh my god who's where like you know when they're showing and one of the interesting things about la course is they tend to have a lot of um uh helicopter shots you know it's it's more helicopter shots than and i don't get it i don't understand why it's it's a frustration we talk about every year but they have more helicopter shots than than uh, motorbike shots so they're um so, so you're sitting there trying to spot the riders. Like, is Marianne Vos there? Yes, Mariana Vos is there. Wow, you know, just, just because there's riders who've and all the teams who've been who've had their crashes and Bowls had had a lot of their riders go to, had had to, a lot of their riders go down in one of these big crashes. So, when we say the peloton's thundering, it's a reduced peloton,
0: right? It is, it is. But you know, at the same time, the reduced peloton is making up ground very, very quickly. And then, as you say, they cut to an overhead camera and flying out of the peloton and just sort of racing past Ellen is this little pocket rocket.
1: <laughs> Chloe Hosking starting her sprint too early again.
0: Too early. Too early. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's it's one of those ones, I mean, Chloe herself literally in the interview after the race said she started her, print, her sprint too early. And yet no one... Moved at nearly the same time, and and it's actually really interesting watching the overhead because she just sort of takes off like a like a, a car at the start line where everyone else missed the light change, and she just flew past Ellen and um, and you know rides to the line, and she had i don't know probably around two bike lengths at the start of that sprint by the time she'd sat up and put her hands over her mouth in disbelief and shock and and soon to be you know happy sobbing i assume um you know that had only dropped to about a bike length um when she crossed the line so like she seriously had a massive turn of speed on there uh to to win and I mean, we were talking literally just last last time we recorded about um, Chloe's win of a Giro stage in a great sprint finish there, and what an achievement that was for her, and and what a year she's having, and um and holy shit, she uh, she won. She did.
1: So, Chloe Hosking won for Wiggle High Five. Lotta Lepisto in second um, for Savello Bigler. Mariana Voss in third for Rabo Liv. Joel Newmanville for Savello. Neu- Joelle Newmanville had been out attacking a lot. Um, you know she's, she's Lepisto's teammate. She'd had a great race. Uh, two French women, fifth and sixth Roxanne Fournier and Pascal Juland, both from Poitou Charente's Fraturoscope. Tiff Cromwell in seventh. Joanne Kizanowski from Tibco in eighth. Lotta Capecchi from Lotto Sudal in ninth and Maria Giulia Confalonieri in 10th.
0: And all all jokes and everything else aside, it was an amazing finish. It really was. And, you know, this goes back to our point before about the way the riders, you know, compete in these races is undeniable. Like you, you just can't fault it. And so, you know, it's it's an interesting thing in the sense of, of having to maintain a certain amount of nuance in, in my view of the whole thing overall, I guess, you know, the writers just turned this into an amazing race. Um, I'm still kind of pissed off at the ASO because they could do better.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's I laughed at you Dan, on, on Sat Saturday, on Saturday. Cause on yeah, Sunday, look, cause let's,
0: were... let's be honest, Sarah. I don't think, I don't think that was the only time you've laughed at me.
1: But you were quite hilariously grumpy, and then when Chloe Win won, you were you had to admit that it was the greatest oh, race right, ever. Yeah,
0: because I've never been known to make a joke in my own right. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. No, no, I. No, you're 100 percent right, and sarcasm is certainly not part of my, my oeuvre of work. So, you know, like just whatever. I you... was
1: I was clapping I, you. I, oh my god!
0: It's pronounced mall, by the way. So whatever, according to my friend from London, and whatever she says goes, apparently. So. Oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I had this moment of wondering, you know, if someone's listening to us for the first time, if they're ever going to actually listen again, because, oh my God, we just bicker.
1: We do. Bicker mm. like siblings. So, yeah, so that was the course. Um, you know, uh, and this weekend is Ride London. Um, interestingly, Bowles Dolman's pulled out of Ride London this week. Um. I'm 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 kind of like on the one hand it makes perfect sense because they've only got like three riders who aren't in the um aren't in the uh in in the Olympics yeah but on the other hand it's a bit weird that they didn't know this before this
0: week <laughs> <laughs> well you know I uh, yeah but at the same time I guess it's also one of those um you know you want to make the decision closer to the time because there might be riders who want that last little bit of um trial of building up form ahead of the olympics and stuff like that as well i don't know
1: it's a pretty style race that you with lots of crashes now nah, I, nah, I, nah. i'm
0: not saying it's likely i'm saying it's possible
1: i think the problem with it is i don't i'm not i don't really blame um, them for not going because there's a lot of big teams who aren't going however the fact is their names them them being on the on the start list and pulling out late means that other teams couldn't get on the start list
0: yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. That's that's a very valid point. True. True. I.
1: I feel like. I feel like that's the problem.
0: Yeah. 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 No. I'll. I, I'll. I'll agree with you on that for sure.
1: So yeah. So let's just do some spins. And so yeah. So so of course, really. I mean, but but what I want to say is the nuancing of this race. The the what the fuck versus the wow is is what in a way that encapsulates a lot of what I like about cycling. The fact that <laughs> cycling is black and white, you know, cycling isn't easy, you know, it, it's not yeah. an easy sport to get into. It's not an easy sport to follow most of the time. Even if you like, you know, even, even if it's men's cycling, I mean, it was totally hard for the Aussies because um, Aussie, because Eurosport's TV commentary um, failed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, for, some reason, for
1: some reason, for some reason, Eurosport, whether you were in England or in Australia, the TV commentary wasn't coming through now in england we could just flip to itv 4 because it was exactly the same rochelle gilmore Ant- yeah. and Cross and TV comes excellent of course in, in australia
0: um, we don't have itv 4 so yeah
1: and i said to, i said to dan i didn't understand why all the aussies weren't just jumping onto streams but you 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 pointed out that
0: that, that well, by in far- large parts of australia you know the internet infrastructure just isn't that good i mean it's hard to explain the simplest way i can put it is that we're a nation that's geographically the size of the u.s that is populationally the size of tokyo well actually we're smaller than tokyo you know it's a lot of ground to cover and in the economics of of the infrastructure just doesn't add up and so there's large parts of the country where getting a stream is just not an option um and having it on on tv actually really matters in terms of the exposure
1: yeah yeah so i felt i felt for my aussie i felt for my aussie friends especially with an aussie i mean i guess an aussie victory makes it feel a little bit better or does it make it feel worse no
0: Um, no, it, 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 it certainly feels better i mean you don't know that going in i mean you know you kind of hope for it but like yeah but it is it's also you know just that frustration too of if you're a fan of women's cycling anywhere in the world, it's frustrating as fuck because you know that this is one of the few showcase events, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and even all of this said, it's kind of weird in a way that after all of the efforts of creating the world tour and the, the requirements being, you know, um, there for good media coverage and better media coverage over the coming years and stuff, it's still kind of weird that probably the best race in terms of, of available broadcast quality of the mm. year will be the Olympic road race, you know, like, like it's ironic and, and kind of, I don't know, it, it pisses me off a bit that, that an event that happens once every four years is going to have better coverage than, than women's races that, that we know for years in advance are, are coming in that we run every year, you know? And, and so it is shitty when something like commentary drops out, particularly when you're trying to attract new people to the sport. New people to the sport, like you highlighted earlier, are uh, in part drawn to the amazing location, you know, because while it might be touristy as fuck to a local, to someone who's not from Paris or not from London, these are iconic and beautiful things. Yes,
1: yes. And this is, I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. is like, it's, like, well-
0: it's like if we had a race here and it went over the Harbour Bridge and I'd be like, oh, actually, it's not that good a ride. And it's not, but like... I'm from here. I know that. No, like no one this else is, this, does. Like. This
1: is the thing. I mean, this is the thing when I look at the, when I, you know, I grew up in Southeast London. So my, my train station to come into London was always Charing Cross, you know, if yeah. I'm coming to central London, you know, I, I, I was a civil servant. So, you know, I've, I, oh, Whitehall, that's where you go to meetings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I've, I know those, I, I've, I know those, you know, when you're talking about going over Westminster Bridge and seeing, um, which I know the race isn't, but, you know, seeing uh, – you know, you, these are places that I've been to a thousand, thousand times, yeah. you know.
0: And, that said, all, all of that and said, I, if you're a if you're a rich uh, sponsor, I could I could help you put together a fucking amazing course around Sydney. It would be –
1: Well, and also I have some real feelings for the Prudential Ride London because I was speaking to someone from uh, – transport for london who is saying that the the local council the 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 council kensington chelsea will not let them go like really don't like cycling they don't like cycling they don't like um they they just they won't let them do it so the the natural places to go to the royal parks um who because at the end of because one of the things you could do for example is you could go from green park through Hyde park which is just next door which is just literally the other side of marble marble Marble
0: off for rich tories to go fox hunting or something
1: they do basically the reason that it's the obvious place to put a london cycle superhighway through they won't because they're prioritizing horse riders (laughs) no fucking joke like like this is a park the royal parks the royal parks they're prioritizing horse riders in central london
0: Mm -hmm. well you know you see so many of them commuting it's yeah.
1: I mean, there is a, you know, there's, 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 there's the Horse Guards, you know, of course, the, 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 the cavalry regiment. I mean, we've got a fucking cavalry regiment. I don't think they're there for anything other than tourism. But sometimes when you walk through Hyde Park, you'll see. We did walk through Hyde oh, Park. Look, if see you the ever, cavalry regiment get training and get, if a new, you, get you ever a new need health.
0: to invade Western Mongolia, then you'll be glad you've got a cavalry regiment. But you know, in very few other circumstances will that really be very useful. Yeah,
1: I mean. And, and London's complicated, and I mean, you know, the real big problem is that on the Sunday, I mean, this is run by the national. This is run by the national by the London Marathon, yeah, right. Um, uh, Organisers who who are known for having the, one of the most inclusive events in the world, you know, yep. Um, yep. one of the most inclusive events in the world. So it's kind of a bit of a problem that that the that the men do the Olympic road race thing. Uh, the priority then is for the money, vast, 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 vast money making sportifs, which you know, fair enough. It's just it's like exactly the same as with the turtle. You know, there's excuses, 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 excuses. But basically, it's just a shame. I, yeah. I, would rather, I'd, you know. But, but having said that, come to London on Saturday because, <laughs> oh my gosh, have an amazing time. And and, um,
0: and that's and that is the devilry of it all because it's not just that it's better than nothing. It's actually fucking good. It's just yeah. frustrating because you know once it you be better. once you know the sport, you know that it could be so much better. You know.
1: Yeah. So shall we just rampage through some of the racing that yeah, we didn't cover yeah. this week? Because there was tons and oh, tons. Oh, of-
0: so much! I mean, unfortunately, as as we mentioned at the top, because Sarah was um, which is totally a real word and actual one that doctors use, um, hm. it, we didn't get to talk about touring in. So.
1: Oh Tullingen is one of my favourite races. Although it's dangerous. There's cars on the route and you know, this is the one where Amy, this is the one where Amy Amy Gillett died. Um Tra- in training. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's it's a hard it's a, it's but it's an amazing race. It's it's all over seven stages, seven days. It's run by Vera Holfeld, who's a former Olympian, runs all over Turingen in East Germany. Uh and it's and it's you know, it's got these really beautifully ridiculous cobbled streets i think when i was in one of the one of the stages i went in 2000 and i want to say 11 thanks to the wonderful stefan wyman right in 2009 even no 2011 i guess um there's one stage where you're sitting there going okay well in a couple of hundred meters i've counted like five different kinds of cobbles
0: Aha, yeah yeah
1: like including sharp slaty cobbles with sharp, vicious edges, and get gets that gets smooth that gets I smooth. Believe, and... I believe
0: when you translate them from the the local German dialect, they're actually called sharks' teeth.
1: Yes, they probably are. I'm gonna say I, I don't I don't care that you just I mean that yeah up. for a landlocked now. country
0: it's totally true so yeah
1: totally true so. Um, and it has this amazing cobbles, Uh There's one, and and what they do is they start and finish and pass through the same town, mm. each area. So they're all like the rum, Rundum Gota go or the rum, Rundum Altenburg. Um, so they and it's so it's great 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 for visitors because you can you know you, you watch the race start you go and get a coffee you see it come through in the middle lap maybe another lap then you see the finish it's great um and they you know it's it's the classic beers on the podium
0: um yeah i was gonna say most importantly you get a boot full of beer in, on the podium
1: giant yeah. beers on the podium small children handing out best young rider jersey uh you know different things in different towns lovely lovely city lovely place so the race is it's seven stages long. Uh, first stage won by Mariana Voss. Mariana Voss has never won Tuningen runfart
0: Really? It's yeah, be one, one of the very, few races she hasn't won.
1: Yeah, yeah, one of the few races that she's raced and hasn't as well. So for the last couple of years, she didn't ride Turningen because um, she was focused on the Giro and there's problems with the Giro kind of finishing like uh, to you know, like last year, I think it was uh, the Giro finished to, to, you know, a couple of stage you know, a couple of, days before the Turingen started and poor Tullingen has really big problems we'll come on to that in a bit with where it is So Mariana Voss won the first stage. Olga Zabalinskaya did an escape. um, Escape act, won the second stage solo, which looked really bad when Russians are coming on to form for the Olympics. But, you know, um, she's got a doping ban. She's not going to be racing the Olympics. Mariana Voss won stage three, looking good for this. Stage four was the hilly ITT. So let's take the GC, shake it all up. Won by Ellen Van Dyke. in an interesting look towards the uh, Olympic ITT, yep. um, with anna van Vleuten second, Ashley Muma Pasio third, Lisa Plenauer th- fourth, and Linda Willemsen set up in fifth. Now, interestingly, Ellen Van Dyke got a 20-second time penalty after this one because she, um, basically, because she, it, the, the race said she crossed from one lane of the ITT to the other. Um, you know, she crossed over the yeah. white line. It's an out and back ITT, so she cro- She, 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 she cut in to kind of take the corner, to take the corner. So, Ellen says no, I didn't. The race said yes, she did. Yeah. Ellen said, well, we've got it on video. I don't think that video's been released. Um, interesting, but she had won the race, um, twenty five seconds ahead of Anamiek van Vleuten. So taking off twenty second penalty. It was a really interesting thing to do in terms of GC. So that meant that you know your uh, Ellen Van Dyke's leading, leading, yeah. leading the GC with Van Vleuten second and um, Pasio third. I think Marianne Vos lurking, lurking.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Stage five ended up with a um, bunch sprint out of a group of let's say eight riders. But you know there was um, there was like you know the next there's eight riders, then there's three riders six seconds behind, then there's another about. 12 riders, 11 seconds behind, and then you know, and then, then the next one's a minute back. One by Mariana Voss with Elena Cicchini second and Annamiek van Vleuten third. Um, tons of attacking as well. The next stage, um, it's it's fascinating because uh, uh Eleanor Cicchini, who'd been second the day second the day before and was you know not not that far back on it on GC, gets away in a two women break with Amanda Spratt, yeah, Spratty. Mm. They get to the finish four minutes and thirty-nine seconds ahead of the group brought up by Animate Van Versen and Mariana Voss.
0: Which is just I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but that's just insane.
1: It's especially insane since Chikini was something like one minute, let's say, let's say, let's say one minute back, back on GC. Yeah,
0: yeah, like I just don't understand it. I I mean, it's awesome, it's cool as, but what? I think it's because I mean Spratty and
1: Elena Cicchini are two wonderful riders. You know I have a hundred favourites, but up there are Spratty and 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 Cicchini. Spratty's your little Aussie battler, you know your little your little Aussie Aussie grin through the pain, super domestique Cicchini's your up and coming Italian who's been developing every you know every year, yeah. learning, growing, and and I've got to say. I was being—you know—the joke that we have—that I interview a rider as she wins the next race.
0: Mm, yes,
1: I'd spoken. Okay. I'd spoken to Ella Luchakini on the on the, the day before the race started.
0: <laughs> I, I oh. God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, if you're new to the podcast, we have this joke <laughs> that occasionally, occasionally, when I interview, well, rats, it
0: happens more often than you know. Like, like uh, if if it were a better-funded sport, scientists would study the correlation. You know,
1: to be honest, the correlate the correlation is after the Giro. I wanted to interview riders who I who I thought had interesting stories, and I um I asked four riders: uh, Talita de Young, who'd won a stage. Um Nuadoma, who'd got a best young rider, um Audrey Cordon, who was a super duper domestique, Ellen Cicchini, who's a super, who was a super super duper domestique. Oh, and one more who I've completely forgotten. Oh, Leah Kirkman, who won her first stage of the of the Giro. So to be fair, I think I pick riders who've got something interesting to say about the next race. And who I think have done and doing well, so it's <laughs> kind of it's it's. I mean, I of course yeah, it, it, like it sort of lines them.
0: up more often than you'd expect. Yeah, I. I mean, exactly. We're not suggesting that you head down to your local bookmakers based on on who Sarah interviews, but um, it's a
1: funny joke. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So it's a funny joke. Um. Anyways, I was just I like you said I can't believe they let Chikini well that's the get thing. away.
0: That's like. I can understand her maybe Spratty getting away. Sprat,
1: Spratty was way was quite far back. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Spratty, Spratty is, is... Well, and she's also the kind of writer that you expect to be quite a way back at that point. Like, you know, and to go for a break. Like, that all makes perfect sense. The bit that doesn't make sense to me is that they ever let them get more than two minutes. I know! Like, <laughs> that's that's the bit I can't comprehend. It's like, did someone's watch break? Did, I don't know, they fall asleep in the peloton for a few minutes? I, I don't understand. How they or
1: ever, were they Or were they trying super duper hard and just
0: couldn't and, do it
1: and couldn't do it because yeah. I mean, Chikini is I mean, Chikini. So you look at where she finished and you're going, um, you know, in the first stage, it's a bunch sprint, so it doesn't really matter. You know, she's racing for she's racing for her teammates. In the second stage, she's um 20, you know, she's everyone's 23 seconds back behind Zabalin Sky, but Chikini's seventh, yeah, yeah in the uh third stage uh Cicchini's, uh in the 6 seconds back group she's been in that front in that big front group um so she's so she's like 6 seconds back behind Voss in the ITT, this is where she drops time. She's 1 minute 37 seconds behind Ellen Van Dyke. So take off 20, you know, basically, basically there. But, you know, Voss is 117 back there. So you're kind of like looking at that going. And then, you know, then is second on the sprint stage in the stage five. And I'm so happy for her because she's such a fun rider. I, I think I, the reason I like Chikini is because she's so obviously learning, 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 learning. What can I take from this? What can I learn from this? What can I do? She's very very, very enthusiastic about it. She's, she's, you know, she's, she's, she's really, she's doing, you know, she's having a, like we talked about this last time we podcasted, she's having this working, working, getting better, improving, improving, and she's taking the chances and she took that chance and she and Spratty worked so
0: well together. But, but and, and they did, and, and, you know, full credit to them, but, I mean, this is the thing, and this is what I I mean when I say, you know, the, the amount of time they were allowed to get was just staggering to me, is that, you know, yeah, Eleanor, you know, got a great game to take the overall lead, but Spratty went from 30th on GC at 436 to 2nd. <laughs>
1: So Spratty's second on GC, then, and uh, with Van Vleurten right next to her, Mariana Voss right next to her. Um and Ellen, Ellen van Dyke, yeah, right next to her, so the problem is the ne- and so she's one but she's one thirty back, so trachi's only one thirty ahead from this big shark pool of riders, yeah, it's slightly problematic for her because her team, I think they'd already lost a cup they'd lost at least at least one of their riders, and they're basically going, okay, we're going to stage seven it's it's another it's another tough hilly, hilly stage, you know, the stage six was hilly and tough, stage seven is hilly and tough is hilly and tough what the fuck is going to happen Mm -hmm. and what the fuck happened was lots and lots of attacks now I was quite interested because of course Spratty and Van Vlertten are from the same team Spratty's leading but Van Vlertten was very very attacky yeah very attacking the first part of the race everyone was very attacky there was at one point a breakaway that had Ellen Van Dyke um, Annemiek Van Vlertten and Mariana Voss in
0: it together (laughs) that's
1: that's three of the Olympic team, yeah, <laughs> the Dutch yes. Olympic team. That was, you know, there was not well, so much so the tax.
0: To be fair, the, the Dutch Olympic Committee was actually trying to write the race off on tax, so they, <laughs> they called it a committee meeting and. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they have attacks and attacks and then they then there's a break which has all of the top favourites. Um, Eleanor Cicchini's in there with Lisa Brunauer. Lisa Brunauer, her teammate, is dropped. This break has everyone except for Mariana Voss as the top teammates in it. And you're like, thank God for that if you're Eleanor because uh, if you're Cicchini and Canyon because, you know, that's, that's like, that means Rabo are chasing back. It was exhausting just watching it. Yeah. Like, you're just watching it go, oh my fucking God, this is just mayhem. And then, then... Bad for the other GC contenders. Good for Canyon. They get a small break, goes, a break of five riders, goes, which has um, Tatiana Guderzo, former Olympic champion for high-tech, Rach Nalen for Orica Green Age, Nicole Hanselman, young rider from Cervelo Bigler, Amy Peters from Wiggle High Five, and Corin Rivera from United Healthcare. Yep. And I think they I think they have more riders than that. That are the riders who get away, and they actually look like and because they're out there, that's suddenly teams who aren't going to be chasing chasing so bad. Interestingly though, I think that I was interesting. None of the none of the GC none of the GC teams there, except for Nalen working. For, well, I don't think she was working for Orica Ais. Um, <laughs> you know, they're just
0: in case. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I... I'm not but they, gonna argue they're, with they're getting
1: there and it's, and, the, and it's just escape is just that they're doing that thing where the time's ticking down, ticking down, ticking down. They just get, you know, it's, it's like, you know, something like 30 seconds at, at, uh, at, at, you know, one kilometer ago or something like that. And then out of the break charge Corin Rivera and Amy Peters photo finish on the line. Corin Rivera wins with Peters in second. Nicole Hanselman of Cervello Bigler getting her best result yet in the third. Nayland fourth. Goderzo fifth. Mariana Voss absolutely doing all her Voss powers to kind of try and tick down that, you know, tick down yeah. those, uh, that, but second. doesn't manage it. But she's fifth. She's sixth. Mormon Passio in seventh. Um, looking down the list, Spratt in tenth. Um, Eleanor Cicchini doesn't get in there in that first in that first front group, in that front group that finishes twenty three seconds back. But she's twenty second, thirty seconds back.
0: She's won the race. Wow. Wow. And um yeah, I, I mean, what an amazing way to win it too. You know, from the, from oh. the day before, with this amazing well, breakaway Spratty, and I mean, Spratty and Spratty to break. hold on to second. Um, yeah, the...
1: Spratty had won the stage, but Chikini yeah, yeah. really fought for it and and really worked hard and and Canyon and Chikini especially because you know when she was out in that small break and riders were pinging off the front, she was there. She was holding mm. on tight. So Chikini wins the race. Uh, Spratty finishes. 258 behind her ellen van dyke 3 minutes 12 van vlossen and mariana voss now that is one hell of a top 10 anyway uh, top 5 anyway i mean i am so happy for ellen Cicchini, but um, yeah. one of the things that's lovely is her 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 partner her boyfriend is elia Viviani the the oh um, yeah 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 like and Elia Viviani is like the, the the absolute king of like the one of the nicest guys because he's always supporting her and cheering for her and and just being ecstatically happy for her on Twitter. So it was just like this Aww, little this little sweet um this sweet thing where where you know where where you've got like you know and, and again in terms of bringing you know he's a sky rider for God's sake, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's 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 there um you know he's there cheering for you know it, yeah. there's a lot of he brings a lot of I mean you know I don't normally like talking about who riders are dating but Elia Viviani is such a nice, nice one that he uh you know ten points just ten points for him so
0: nice yeah yeah and look it's a cool it's a cool overall victory um there's lots of really interesting and cool things to to take out of it I enjoyed the way that um, Eleanor and, and Spratty both got to their positions on the final GC. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of a, a crazy breakaway and, and to, <laughs> to see that succeed and and not just succeed, but succeed so well that it affected the final GC for the top two podium spots is awesome. Um, there's some incredible things to take away, like you say, about um, ITT heading into the Olympics. For me, one of the most interesting things actually comes from a quote at the the end of La Course, actually, uh, when Voss was asked about her form and she said, my form's getting there. Turingen went better than the Aviva Women's Tour. Today went better than and My form is on an upward trend and I'm happy. Now, let me me put that for you, casual listener, in the context of Mariana Voss is perhaps among other achievements, like being the world's greatest cyclist, is also the world's greatest sandbagger. And so when she tells you that her form is on an upward trend and she's happy, what she means is that if you built a genetically modified team of cyclists with 18 legs each and put them on one giant bike with 18 sets of pedals that she would still beat them.
1: See, I think that Mariana saying it, her form was good. And this is the thing about Voss is you look at it and you go, her, that wasn't a great race for Vos because she only won three stages in K-5 <laughs> yeah, on she, GC.
0: Exactly. She only won three stages. She, she's top five GC um, and she's on the podium at the s- Course. I, s- and I, saw and, uh,
1: say, I saw some people saying that it was proof that Mariana Voss was over, that she was good <laughs> on the La Course. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah oh man and i look at that quote and i'm just like oh fuck fuck she's someone's gonna get hurt <laughs> like
1: so other races that are interesting you know, for the sorry
0: Olympics. i just have to finish you know that bit in like an, in, in a cheesy action movie where like i don't know the the hero takes off his hat or the heroine slips off a jacket you just know some cool shit's about to go down like yes that's what that quote is like it's just like oh my god Something epic is about to happen. Now, hmm.
1: also in looking at the uh, Olympics, yes, in the Olympics, it was the Cascade Classic in the USA last week. Um, the same same week, finished at the same day as the, on Sunday, same day as the tour. Um, obviously, this is the USA USA race. It's um a two point two UCI race, but you know, very very much UC, uh, USA. The first stage was won by Carmen Small in her first race for Silence Pro Cycling. But what was particularly interesting is they had an ITT.
0: Right.
1: And that ITT included Carmen Small, who we all know put in a challenge to get to the Olympics. Didn't Her challenge big. wasn't successful. She, I think one of her key cases was Kristen Armstrong, um, who is the reigning Olympic ITT champ, hasn't really raced that much. Anyway, in the ITT, Kristen Armstrong finished third, 10 seconds behind Carmen Small, who finished second. But, interestingly, 18 seconds behind Tara Witten. Now, mm. ta- Tara Witten is Canadian. Tara Witten is also a controversial Olympic pick in that she hasn't ridden that much this year. Yeah. However... Or, for the last couple of years, really, but, 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 however, this year she was mostly in a neck brace, having had major neck and head injuries. Yeah. So you know, there's there's a little bit of a thing, but I am fascinated by that because, and Carmen Small must be looking at that results against Kristen Armstrong and going, uh huh, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, well, and, you know, and it, look, this is this is part of what makes Olympic selection so deeply problematic. Is is the thing is that like, even with a 10-second difference, there's so many factors that could be at play there. Yeah, yeah, you know, what's
1: the course, it, like? What's is the it?
0: course? W- was Is Kristen actually just saving herself? You know, like, she's not aiming to peak now. She's aiming to peak in yeah, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. All of that sort of shit comes into play. But as you say, I mean, God, I I feel so much for Carmen because, you know, she had, in my opinion, an incredibly strong claim uh, to, to make on first selection and to not have that appeal... Um, succeed must, must hurt. And as you say, looking at a result like that, it's got to be Well, hard.
1: especially when she's obviously had hard times with her. You yeah. don't you don't leave your team halfway through the year because you're having a happy year. You know, she's no. gone from Savello Bigler, which is a team that always seems to have problems, if I'm not well. It's only been going for two years, but it seems to have had problems last year with riders leaving slash being kicked out halfway through uh, Carmen Smalls left this year. A good for Silence because to be honest, Silence haven't been having a very good year at all. Um they, they they're a brand new team for twenty sixteen. They were built around uh um uh, Shelley Olds, um who has uh who had big who had head and neck injuries. But um they've they've basically their first win was Rosella Rato winning um in winning in the Winston Salem cycling classic right at the end of May. Yeah, yeah. So Carmen Small joining the the team has kind of has kind of some, du- doubled doubled their um, doubled their win rate, <laughs> um, and also also pretty much if you don't count national championships doubled their. Podium places overall because yeah. she was second in the ITT, she was second in the Crit, and she was um third overall in the Classic. So you know, good for Silence. The overall GC was won by Tara Whitten, second place to Kristen Armstrong, third to 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 Carmen Small. So yeah, interesting. The yeah. politics do not stop in USA cycling. That's um that's fun. Indeed. Are th- other races we have to talk about. So at the same time as Touringen, there was the Benet Ladies Tour, which is a lovely race. I think it's the second year, second or third year of its existence. It starts in Belgium and then it goes across the, the border into the Netherlands, hence Benet. Um, Stage 1 won by Joling Dora. Stage 2A won by Nina Kessler because it was a two-stage day. That, and in the afternoon, they had an ITT also won by Joling Dora. Stage 3 won by Joling Dora and the overall won by Joling Dora. hmm. Mm. Yes. So um I said to fame there's a theme. It's a race that's mostly in the, in Belgium, won by Yolene Dora. Uh, quite interesting again for Yolene's Yolene um, again in terms of if we're talking about building onto form for yeah. the uh, for the for the ITT. Um, there's also the Tour de Polonia, the Ladies Tour of Poland. Now there used to be a Tour de Pologne. This is a men's race, a men's world tour race running. Um, they had a, they had a women's women's race at the same time. Um, just three stages, two day race. Riders loved it, and apparently they're looking to be at the world tour next year. But when it's on at the same time as Turingen and Benet I kind of feel like they're 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 kind of mm, I don't know if yeah. they should be I don't well, think I mean, they it's... should
0: be but. It's a tricky one, but, I mean, it's, it's that thing. And we talk about it often, and, and we quite often talk about it in very positive terms, when r- multiple races are on at the, the same time when they're different kinds of races. Yeah. And I think I think that's more the issue here is is um, I, I take riders at their word that it was a good race and that they really enjoyed it and, and everything like that. And I certainly wouldn't want timing to be the reason that it couldn't become part of the World Tour, but I, I, I tend to agree. Oh, I, I would. Think- I oh uh, really
1: okay yeah I, I think time I think I think if you're going up against so if you're going up against established races that that will suffer as a result of your new race becoming world tour I think there has to be really really compelling reasons to make it uh to make it to make it to to to, to be able to 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 do that to them because Turingan's looking it's in its 29th ninth year um, Benet's new but it's it's got really good you know it's been a really good strong strong opening I would be hesitant hesitant to have a race that's just because it's got a men's race that becomes the most important one
0: yeah well I take your point I'm not I'm not sure I agree though I mean it's uh, I mean I guess that's the thing isn't it I mean ultimately at some point if a if a race wants to apply to join the world tour it's it's down to the quality of their application and the yes, decision yes. of the Yes, but,
1: but... but I would want for example Turingan if I was looking at one of those three races becoming world tour I'd pick Turingen first
0: sure but does Turingan want to apply i mean that's yes so you know yes and... i
1: think they applied and got turned down i'm not sure yeah so this year, and they got turned down it, because a number of races. interesting
0: option. I mean, it also plays into the broader, I mean, God help me, I'm about to say this out loud, but assuming the UCI has a broader, more medium long-term plan for the growth of the sport, it also plays into their vision of that because it could well include, you know, options of, of, multiple world tour races and, and oh perhaps, now, now. perhaps yes top you know teams not being required to attend every world tour no, no. something like that so i don't, so I, don't
1: I don't think I, I i don't think that women's cycling is ready to have two world tour races on at the same time i think we've seen already in the world tour and we'll see you know that that i i i find it difficult when you have domestic level teams racing in world tour races i don't think that's right hmm. um which we've seen in a number you know you don't see that you don't you know you you it's it's I find it problematic, yep. and I don't think it's right because I don't think that the World Tour should be about development. I think that I may love love development is super 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 important. Oh yeah, but there, there should be a about, development
0: well, tier for that. Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. And and the third race, third fourth race on at the same time this week, we had four UCI races on at the same time was the Tour de britannia which is definitely the was you know oh sorry let's say who won the um the 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 Tour of Polonia, Tour de Polonia first stage was won by Yolanda Neff. The, mount, the crossover superstar. Yep. The ITT was won by um, Flavia Oliveira, Flavia Oliveira. Um, stage two and then the stage three in the afternoon was won by Yolanda Neff again leaving Yolanda Neff winning the general classification with Flavia Oliveira of um, who is uh, who's had to leave her team but guest riding for BTC City Ljubljana yeah. and Tatiana Liebchenko from the Ukraine in third place
0: So not quite as strong a sweep as the Yolanda Dora Invitational over in Bene, but it nearly. was, pretty much, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. pretty
1: much the Yolanda Neff Invitational especially because she won each of the road stages solo mm. um, over in Britannia the first First stage was won by the IT uh, prologue, was won by Lara Viecelli. Um, Second sta- uh, stage one was won by Arlenis Sierra Cagnadilla from Cuba. Uh, Silvia Valtesechi won stage two, uh, which was another ITT, which was 11.2 kilometers. Uh, Arlenis Sierra Cagn- Cagnadilla won stage three. Ilaria Sanguinetti uh, won stage four. And Arlenis Sierra Cagnadilla won the general classification. Um, so, you know, which I think is probably her biggest, her biggest, her biggest win, um, coming on to form for the Olympics as, you know, as, and, you know, I mean, again, this is what I like. I don't think Arlenia Sierra kanjadea could win Tullingan-Runfart, for example, but I love the fact that there she is. And the general classification was Anne-Sophie Dijk from Belgium in second, Claire Rose from uh, Podium Ambition in third, Sylvia Valsetti fourth. Okay cool so you know good good strong good strong racing all round yeah bad crazy um yeah we loved it it was indeed,
0: fun indeed um look it, there's been heaps of racing to cover has there been any other sort of major news that struck you over the last week or anything um, that we need to catch up on or
1: Olga abilinskaya and the russian doping stuff. yeah interesting Which
0: interesting um i guess we could get into into what well, we will be getting into heaps more detail about uh everything olympic next week um uh, yeah. in, in well Patricia. the cobbles
1: the cobbles on the itt course have been paved over
0: yeah everyone loves a smooth road huh uh, i know <laughs> um yeah um and yeah it's it's yeah
1: it's it's um it's, yeah it's gonna, oh, right. it's gonna be interesting
0: it's gonna be interesting uh,
1: apparently apparently the cobblestones will still feature in the road races which uses the same circuit i'm not quite sure how the cobblestones can if there's a strip of tarmac over them but anyway um in other uci news we'll talk about this next week because i just can't um the future of women's cycling a q a interview with brian cookson on cycling news uh. he waffles a lot um my my big my big Ooh. hats off to salvo shea from um sorry i know i pronounce her name wrong every time from cycling news who who kept going tenaciously in the face of who, waffle
0: who But to um, enjoy that interview oh my god. Yeah. god yeah anyway
1: so uh ride london this weekend olympics yeah. soon Olympics next week. On the yes. on the I want to say on the eighth. <laughs> I don't even know when it is. I'm such, I'm like the worst. I'm the worst woman. No, cycling. no, 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 no,
0: no. On if you would like to find out when exactly the race is, please go to patreon.com forward slash women cycling <laughs> <laughs> and donate to Sarah. And well, she'll seven, reveal all seventh, next week. The seventh of the eighth. Oh, the seventh, you gave it away for free. August. Oh God, this is a disaster. <laughs>
1: And uh, lots more racing happening at the same time. We've got like the Ladies Tour of Norway um, uh, in at uh, the same time as, as the Olympics. So if you if you know, so there's plenty of races for other teams that we he love said, to win.
0: Nearly said in Norway.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I just did. Anyway. <laughs> thank you for listening go to our site program dot cycling.com and i yeah stuff
0: <laughs> yeah for sarah on twitter at underscore pigeons underscore i can be found at Dan w official uh thanks for hanging out we'll uh we'll talk to you about olympic stuff next week and <laughs> you know, swear lots laugh lots and and carry on
1: yes